Okay. So, welcome to the fourth episode of Damage Control. Rewrite, reshoot, redesign. I'm Adam. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. Uh, the, uh, the, the Superman of the DC Trinity is not here. He's, well, he's here at the... At, at, well, before I go into that, Daniel, uh, I'm going to put it out on you so I don't stumble on the words. Where, where are we at today? We are at the fourth annual Big River Steampunk Festival in Hannibal, Missouri today. And Mike is somewhere around here. He's ignoring our phone call. <laughs> he is very much enjoying the festivities, which there are some amazing things to see out here. Fair enough. I suffer a bit of agoraphobia and anxiety around big crowds, so I didn't come out later until the kind of crowds dissipate. I know you had been here for a while, so um, I walked around, saw a lot of the shops. Uh, I didn't get to see much of the shows because, like I said, I, big crowds make me nervous. But you were here, so give, give a quick rundown to anyone who didn't make it out. Uh, yeah, this place is absolutely amazing. Um, I've been here since about 11 o'clock, and they've had um, uh, performing artists um, with a fantastic guy in the center stage bouncing on a ball while juggling a bowling ball and a flaming torch uh, that he fire ate a little bit later on. Um, a lot of different things moving about, a lot of live music, um, some of the best costumes you could ever hope to see in a convention. Um, and especially for our film goers, they had an old uh, 1913 or 1912 uh, flicker projector and were showing turn of the century uh, film reels on 35 millimeter. Um, I got the opportunity to sit through one of those, and it was uh, a very interesting experience. Better or worse than Batman v Superman? Ooh, hard. Um, I'm going to go with worse. I, you're not <laughs> on the show no more. Okay. Uh, earlier, we re- we recorded before we did this did this intro, but earlier we sat down with three ladies from the Steampunk Festival. Um, oh, go ahead, Daniel. You want to say something? Oh, uh, yeah, we uh, sat down with uh, three individuals as well as someone from the, uh, the event staff, uh, Douglas Coleman, a, a personal friend of mine. Um, uh, stay tuned, and you're going to hear all of that interview. Um, it's fantastic. Don't, don't miss it. All right, we'll cut to it right now. Um, do you prefer for us to go through by your stage name, or do you have a different name you want us to call you for the podcast? When, when I'm on site, I'm, I go by Mike Mulligan, but Perfect. I'm dealing in art. All right, perfect. Um, and then uh, Violin Dragon S. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer us to use that name, or do you want us to use a different name? Um, I go by that on my real name, Lydia, so you can use whatever. Okay, sure. I mean. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll just go ahead and stick with the, the stage name, then. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, are we recording? We are. I got a little leader, so yeah, whenever you're ready to rock. Uh, all right, perfect. Um, so we are... Uh, okay, well, we're going to cut that out. Okay. <laughs> It's not as easy, is it? It is not. <laughs> always tease him about this. All right, welcome to the Big River Steampunk Festival in Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, we are joined by three beautifully talented ladies here. Uh, we're going to introduce them briefly. Um, uh, uh, Magnolia, uh, you are part of a stage act with uh, Judas, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and can you tell us a little bit about... Um, uh, just a little bit about what you guys do together, um, and uh, just to, to talk about a little bit about your act. Sure. So, our act is uh, Judas and Magnolia, Daring Escapes. Uh, we have different performances that we can offer. 
Uh, so I think today you saw our some of our escape artist performances. Absolutely. Which is really our bread and butter. So we did a few different escapes today. We did a firebox escape. Uh, we did a sword box escape. Uh, Judas did a chain escape. And then he debuted a new performance piece here tonight at the Follies. Uh, which drifted a little bit from escape and a little bit more into magic, but it was uh, part of a show based on spiritualism of the late 1800s and early 1900s, which is very much fitting into this era of steampunk that we are here for t today. Yeah. So those are some of the things that we offer. We do offer other escapes. Um, what, one of the things that I very much like about our performances is that we build them as escape theater. So we've been very influenced uh, in our work with Circus Flora, based in St. Louis. They perform what they call circus theater, so all of their circus acts fit into a larger narrative. Uh, and we've also worked on the Ren Fair circuit with an uh, action-adventure troupe, uh, but they bill themselves as Action Theater. It's a jousting company that also performs their stunts in a theatrical narrative. And so when we are at steam, uh, steampunk events, and uh, renaissance fairs and circuses, we really like to have that narrative-based performance, which I think fits very well into steampunk because so many steampunkers get into that backstory. I would absolutely agree. Um, I was um, fortunate enough to see two of your performances, um, the firebox escape that you explained, um, as well as the, uh, the, the magic uh, spiritualist uh, during the Follies. Um, I, I got to see both of those. Uh, and I've got my very fancy key from the, the firebox escape. Very happy about that. Excellent. Um, so what, um, what kind of drove you into this kind of performance? I'm trying to think of how to answer that succinctly. Um, my fella started off his performance career busking on the street with mine. Uh, so for folks who are not familiar with that term busking, it's performing on street corners uh, for, for tips. So uh, that can look like um, more individual interactions or that can look like a big circle show. And so he started doing mime as busking art uh, in St. Louis on the streets. Uh, we started training in circus arts, so he moved into clowning, uh, got into juggling, and from there started creating clown shows, uh, got a little bit into magic, and then he, he really just kind of stumbled into escape artistry through his work in the vaudeville scene in St. Louis. Uh, and he found that it was wildly popular and people really had a craving for escape artistry. And I think something that he's hit on was that much like uh, his first work in mime, everyone knows what an escape artist is. Like that's a, that's a touchstone for Americans. Uh, but who has actually seen one? Very few people, very few people, and same with mimes. Everyone knows what a mime is, but hardly anyone's seen one. So we got into escape artistry, and uh, when he decided that he wanted to be an artist full-time, uh, he started writing shows that incorporated both of us so that we could travel and perform together. That's great. Uh, so the, uh, the act that you did earlier today was uh, very artistic about sky pirates and... Uh, um, the characters you put together are, are very interesting. Is that what your typical shows are like, or is that something special for the event today? 
Yeah, that, so when we craft our shows, we've got a basic script that we go off of. Uh, and then we can kind of tweak that um, along with costuming, along with accents, um, to fit the particular event that we've been hired for. So we've done some Wild West events. I mentioned earlier that we travel the Ren Fair circuit much of the year. Uh, we really love steampunk events. Uh, I, I said earlier that we've dabbled in circus as well. So we, we like to be versatile. That's great. Um, now, you used a term earlier, and I think everyone here at the table is familiar with it, but just in case for those listening at home, you used the, the reference um, uh, vaudeville. Uh, what kind of performance is that? Yeah. So, vaudeville is a really fun term for me. I think uh, it has a flavor of antiquity in it, uh, but for me personally... Uh, I see vaudeville in a lot of the contemporary performance that's being done today in burlesque, in sideshow, uh, on, on the Ren Faire circuit even. I would say the Ren Faire is arguably the new vaudeville circuit. Uh, so vaudeville is a term from around the turn of the century. Uh, and, I, and I think what I love about it is variety. It says to me variety. So if you went to a vaudeville show, you would go and you would see dancing and you would see singing and you would see, you know, perhaps some thespians as well. You would see a little bit of circus, maybe some stunts. Um, it was really just a, a variety bag. And I think, at least in our work, we've seen the, the idea and the hunger for variety shows coming back. Uh, and I don't, I don't hear a lot of people using that term vaudeville, but I think our show in particular really captures that spirit in so many ways and that we've got the live song uh, we try to incorporate a little bit of dance. We've got the comedy. We've got the adventure. Uh, and so we've got a lot of things going on in just our one show. Fire, juggling, circus, you know, all these things. And so I love that term vaudeville because it's, I guess in a way, something for me to, to aspire to and something to excite me. Uh, that's absolutely great. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next guest, another lovely young lady, uh, Mary Smith with Second... Uh... Well, my actually my stage name is Miss Mary Steam. Oh, okay, Miss Mary Steam. I apologize yeah. for that. That's okay. Um, and you are with a company, is it Second Time Steampunk? Is it's, that right? It's my business. It's called Second Time Steampunk. And my goodness, she is hard to follow. She's an excellent speaker. <laughs> but, so... Um, I actually go and do talk to people about what steampunk is, and I guess I got into it, it's, it's not on the performance side, but I like to make jewelry, I like to make things, and second time steampunk started with the jewelry and the watch part of it. As you see, I have little earrings, old antique um, watches, and these watches to me incorporate steampunk all the gears and the movement of everything that's in it that's what steampunk is the gears and um back into the 90s and the vaudeville era and all of it relates to that era but i wanted a way to keep these watches going and so and then i wanted some but where could you find it so i started making my own and a jeweler in our town had been there for years and years and years. He died and the family was selling the business and so they stripped everything of the gold and silver and all that was left was these cute little gears and watch parts and insides of them. 
So I turn them into jewelry and keep them going, and that's a lot what steampunk is. Steampunk is about the past, but yet it goes into the future. Because how do we know what the future is unless we go by what our past was? So that's where the second time, because I bring it around again and wear it again, to the, and I go to steampunk events all over, uh, craft shows, I give talks on steampunk. I'm actually going to give one to some art educators in my area because they are so excited about steampunk, but they don't know what it is. So the thing about steampunk is that the art is so fantastic. It's the best thing to hit art because you see a mix of this and a mix of that and different genres, and, and you can, it's just you, your mind can just, whatever your mind can conceive, you can make. There's no boundaries. Um, when I make my jewelry, I have all of it laid out in front of me. It's a table that is huge because it's visual. I have to see it. I have to be able to know what goes together. And some people ask me, well, how long does it take you to make a piece? I have no idea because I'm doing like 30 or 40 at a time. It's like doing a puzzle. You grab this, oh, I was looking for that, and I put this there, and I put this at, um, and it's been great. And... Um, I have expanded into doing purses. Um, I use vintage jewelry. I make hats and decorate hats. Um, so it's really expanded. Um, the people I see in steampunk are just wonderful, and there's more and more and more all the time. And there's, it's just amazing. It's, you know, it's all about having fun, using your imagination. Steampunkers are very imaginative. Oh, absolutely. They, you know, and you probably see that in their outfits and costumes and love to make their own and, and do that. So what I offer is maybe a little bit of help, a little piece to go here or there. And uh, steampunk is fun. Uh, absolutely. And, and yeah. uh, sadly, you can't see this, but all three of our lovely ladies are all <laughs> decorated up. Um, they look fantastic. Um, now, one thing I noticed while I was looking around and uh, kind of shopping at the different booths, um, uh, a lot of the the different steampunk um, jewelry, um, you can you definitely get you spend as little or spend as much as you want. Absolutely. And I noticed that your booth has some of the most exquisite items I've seen. They seem to be some of the best quality ones. Um, uh, so, how do you go about picking? Uh, what items you're going to steampunk up and where do you get what you use to steampunk? Well, it's, all, it's really all about the old watches. If you don't have the old watches with the gears, you can't make it. And mine are authentic. They are the real thing. The old pocket watches, um, the old Elgins and Wathams from uh, Watham, Massachusetts, Elgin, Illinois. They were the early, early watchmakers of our company back in the 1900s when all this happened. Neither one are no longer in business. But I use authentic pieces and actual little watches, um, hands from clocks. I take them apart and I get their gears out of them. You know, it's, it makes it such a unique item. And what I do is like, no two are alike. No two are alike. They're, each one is conceived as its own piece of art. And so they are very different and I like to use quality pieces. Um, you know, authentic old pieces, and okay. so if, if you see a watch nowadays, and usually I keep one with me to show kids and stuff, a watch nowadays has a battery, and it has electrical components and, and wires and stuff. It doesn't have gears. 
it has to be an old watch in order to have the gears that you need to get this look. All right. That's great. Uh, so we're going to move on to our third guest. Um, this is the lovely Violin Dragon Ness, uh, who I've had the joy of uh, watching her perform twice today as well. Um, uh, now, Violin Dragon Ness, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the show that you do and uh, how you got into it? Well, what I do is I play electric violin, and I sing a little bit too, and this just got started back in um, last September, actually. Oh, wow. So it's very new. Um, I live loop. I play with karaoke backtracks that I have either uh, made, my friends have helped me make, or I have bought. So, um, And I started playing violin in, um, like, acoustic violin in seventh grade. And then I discovered the magnificent electric violin in uh, probably my sophomore year of high school. And okay. that was only about two years ago. <laughs> so We're I am a senior in high school, and uh, I made the switch a year and a half ago. And best choice of my life. <laughs> now, this is really exciting for someone so young, but you said uh, on one of your, your uh, stage performances that you had a single release recently. Yes. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, what song did you pick, and why did you pick it? I picked um, Subdivisions by Rush, and um, I put, I replaced all the synthesizer sounds in it with electric violin. I had my friend uh, George Kester, who lives in California right now, he goes to the Musicians Institute, he did all the drums, the bass, the guitars, he's extremely talented, and I sang the vocals with it, and um, I basically recorded it in my bedroom with this, like, $30 mic, he made it sound amazing, and then he gave, mixed everything back, and then I posted it all over, like, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, so it, Subdivisions by Violent Dragonist, you can go pick it up whichever major music outlet you like online. <laughs> All right, that's that's fantastic. Um, now, uh, I would imagine that you've probably got some musical influences. Um, I think I heard a little bit of uh, uh, Lindsey Sterling. Yes. Is that it? Okay. Oh, uh, a anyone else that uh, um, you would quote as a, a big influence in your work? Uh, Lindsey Sterling, of course. She's incredible. Um, Val Vigoda is another electric violinist who I adore. She's amazing. Please look her up, for goodness sakes. She needs more publicity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Razvio is another one. She also live loops and sings. Um, I take a lot of influence from Pono of U2 and Getty Lee of Rush. Um, even a little bit of Janis Joplin. I started listening to her about half a year ago, and wow. So I feel like I've kind of included some of that. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't really judge myself, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of the past, a little bit of the present. Yeah. I, I like it. All right. And we're moving on to our, our final guest here, uh, Mr. Douglas Coleman, uh, who is a staff member here at the Big River uh, Steampunk Festival. Uh, so, Doug, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do to uh, make all of this happen? Uh, well, I don't do much. I can't take a whole lot of credit. Um, basically, what my job is mostly to do and has been for the last four years is to work with the vendors, uh, make sure the vendors are happy, make sure everything that needs to be done at the festival is ready to go. Um, that includes uh, making sure the ice machine or the ice is in the uh, buckets for selling ice or selling ice cold soda, selling um, water and stuff like that, making sure the vendors have coffee sitting in their booth, um, making sure the green tarp is down, so 
uh, people who triple records and just making overall that everyone has the best experience they can. That's that's fantastic. Um, uh, sounds like you do so little, but you do so much. Uh, the thing could not happen without you. Uh, how did you get involved with the Big River Steampunk Festival? Um, it, it actually started because uh, four years ago, Lisa Marks was having trouble. I knew Lisa and Ken. I worked with them on websites. Uh, they helped me out when I was doing theater. So when they asked me for help to help run the, the first event, I jumped at the chance and said, no problem. Um, and was very thankful that I did because it was a eye-opening experience. I didn't know what steampunk was. I had a very cursory glance into it through D&D and a video game called Arcanium. And I really got into that that little bit, but it didn't show me a whole lot. And this kind of really opened my eyes. The first year we were there, uh, talking about that, uh, the first year we were there, uh, somebody showed up in a complete, fully made, handmade Darth Vader steampunk. Wow. Costume. Um, it was absolutely fantastic, um, and it kind of opened my eyes of what steampunk could be. It wasn't just this small little genre of what if everything ran on steam. It was, it was that, plus what if Star Wars ran on steam? What if Futurama ran on steam? So it was a really eye-opening, very creative experience for me. That's great. Um... So those of you who are hopefully longtime listeners of the podcast know that normally we talk about uh, movies and video games, uh, comic books, a little bit of everything, film, cinema, not really video games. Spoiler, we may talk about video games in the future. I'm on, that's on the mind for our condom. Um, so what we want to do is kind of talk about what your guys' favorite um, steampunk medias may be. Um, or just general in general, what kind of movies do you like? What kind of things do you like to watch? Um, so I know, Magnolia, you said that um, you're currently reading the Lady Mechanica mm-hmm. uh, comic book. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit what you think about that, and uh, uh, if you have any steampunk recommendations for us. Yes. So, of course, I don't want to give too much away of Lady Mechanica, because everyone should experience it on their own terms. Uh, but I have really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think a big deal for me, of course, is the female lead uh, in comic books. That is always very exciting. Um, having a female lead uh, kind of in this uh, heroine role, but maybe a little bit more vigilante, you know, kind of more Batman than Superman as far as the feel. Yeah, right? Okay. Um, so, and, and the artwork is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, I actually, when I design my steampunk costumes, I open up my Lady Mechanica <laughs> comic books. That's great. So, yeah, so for anyone out there who is looking to work on their costuming, <laughs> uh, I absolutely recommend going out and getting yourself uh, a volume of Lady Mechanica. Um, it's, yeah, a lovely story, um, very dark. Uh, like I said earlier, more Batman than Superman, and of course I don't want to get too, give too much away because I want everyone to go out and buy one of their own and then share it with their friends in order to support those artists because they do really lovely work. That's great. Uh, Mary, how about you? What's your favorite steampunk thing? Something for us to read, something for us to watch? Absolutely, Lindsay Sterling. Okay. Absolutely is the best thing. When I first saw her... Um, her video on YouTube um, 
I was so mesmerized. I just kept watching different ones for like hours. She is amazing. I have her music playing in the background all the time. Um, everybody check her out on YouTube. Um, she was originally kicked off of America's Got Talent. Really? Not, they said, you'll never make it. You'll never be able to play violin and dance at the same time. <laughs> and you should see her go. She is just amazing. Um, and I spend a lot of time creating, so I don't have a lot of you know, TV or movie time and stuff. But, you know, I just love how it can go anyway with the genres. It can go sci-fi. It can go, you know, old school. It's, it's Steampunk is everything. One thing you should all check out on YouTube is there's a, a guy employed by Intel, one of the biggest technology firms that there is, and he gave a YouTube video. And he is employed by them to figure out what's going to happen in the future and what what's happening so that Microsoft and them always want to be ahead of the game. They always want to have the new, next, biggest thing. So you see this man, he's in his business suit. He's talking to all these people in the audience in their business suits. He's from Intel. He's like paid to predict the future trends in technology and everything. And all of a sudden he says... And, the future trend is steampunk. And it is because it's all about technology nowadays, but we would want our technology to have a sense of humor. We want to have a sense of humanity to it. Um, you know, as everything gets more and more um, technical and computers and you stay at home and order things from computers, we want it to still have something from our past to remember it by. And that is, that's what really got me is that... It is the way of the future because the the only way we can vision our future is to remember our past, and that's what we do when we use steampunk. We use stuff from the past and we past, and we're creating a future vision. And so, anything that has to do with that, I love to watch. I love to listen to the music while I'm making things and uh, read the books. The books out there, I'm. I'm even surprised at how many steampunk books there are. Amazing. Check them out. What's your favorite book, Mary? Your favorite steampunk book? Oh. Put you on the spot. You are putting me on the spot. <laughs> a lot of mine are not so much storytelling as I have tons of books that how to make the jewelry, how to make the costume, and this person is doing this, and always learning, always getting new ideas and all that about uh, what to make next. Okay, sounds great. We'll look into some of that. Yeah. Um, now, Doug, you mentioned that uh, the Arcanum, uh, the video game there, I, I've actually had a chance to play that. Very fun game. Uh, showing a little bit of age now. Um, what about you? Uh, do you have any other steampunk recommendations? Things, uh, um, anything. Movies, video games, comics. I, I have been actually sitting here thinking about this question when you started asking. Um, I'm probably actually the worst person uh, to be on this, mainly because, yes, I know I, I know of Lindsay Sterling. I love her work. Um, they try to include Doctor Who, but I don't see Doctor Who as steampunk. I'm sorry. Um, and they try to include different things into it. Uh, but really, if, to me, I'm not, I don't follow a whole lot of steampunk. I don't read the books. I don't do all that stuff. So if you had to ask me what my favorite steampunk thing is, it honestly and wholeheartedly is the costumes that people do when they're doing steampunk. Um, the creativity that people do when they're making them, 
is absolutely insane. I mean, I mean, yeah, some people do a little bit in cosplays, and they, you know, they they try to. I apologize to the ladies. Try to dress as sexy as they can. But no honestly, apologies. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, how dare you call them sexy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can call me sexy. Well, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh well, that's the case. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, please don't tell my wife I'm. Um, and he'll be going to the barley queue later tonight. Yeah, I'm actually going to the <laughs> my, my tickets in my I pocket. Will, I, will say, I will say that was actually my wife's idea. Uh, but <laughs> the, the, the amount of, of creativity that goes into them, because while they're going, okay, I'm going to dress as, for lack of a better term, and I, and I hate using this derogatory term, I'm going to dress as slutty Harley Quinn. They can't just do that. They have to accessorize. It has to be... Slutty, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, I apologize. Slutty uh, Harley Quinn with a lot of steampunk in it, and that shows a huge amount of creativity that just blows me away. And actually, um, I never really knew steampunk except for those two little references. And since then, my taste for it has really changed. I'm sitting here in a kilt for crying out loud. Uh, so. My idea of what steampunk can do has really opened up a lot of creativity that I kind of let dormant for a long time, so it's exciting. Well, that's great. Um, so, uh, Violin Dragoness, um, what do you have to recommend to us for steampunk? Gosh. Besides your music. Thank you. That'd be great. You should do that. <laughs> um, I... I'm not a huge steampunk person, as I'm wearing a full-fledged steampunk outfit, but um, <laughs> the irony. Um, but I do really have to recommend, of course, you know, I released a cover by Rush, originally by Rush. I have to really recommend the album Clockwork Angels by Rush. It's their latest, hopefully not last album. It was released in 2012. It's amazing. It's um, They also... I think Kevin J. Anderson also released a book that is um, details the plot, and it's a concept album, so that like has the plot in it. It's pretty good, and there are like little Rush references and mm. throughout the book, and then they did a comic book on it too, and the That's artwork great. it's beautiful. So I highly recommend those three things are great. And then I have to third Lindsay Sterling. Please, if you don't know who she is, please look her up. Please do that. So you yeah, didn't, you didn't. You didn't recommend Lindsay Sterling. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, hopefully for you long-time listeners to the podcast, you know uh, Adam's favorite movie is Batman vs. Superman. He is the president of the fan club, um, and Mike and I are are diehard opposed to it. Uh, so talking to uh, Violin Dragon Us a little bit, uh, she is echoing Adam's opinion, so we're going to give her just a little bit of time. Uh, Dragonus, why don't you tell us why you're wrong to like Batman vs. Superman 2? What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Before you begin, I want to say this. Yes. They are right. Oh, oh no. Bless you. Man, I'm glad I came in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Adam's never leaving. That's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> well... Gosh, where do I begin? Um, it's been a while since I've last seen the movie. But I do have to say, the theatrical edition of Batman vs. Superman, it was good, but it could have been better. But if you watch the version, was it the director's cut? Or, yeah, it has 30 minutes of extra plot, not fighting. 
and it ties some not even major stuff up just extra things and I feel like it made the movie more whole so I really liked that and you cannot go you can't say you hate a movie that has an incredible soundtrack by Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. featuring the electric t- cellist Tina Guo you cannot you even brought it back say to it <laughs> Absolutely. you cannot right. you can't hate on Tina Guo she's amazing honestly um of the last five years or so of cinema, cinema I've watched, nothing has come close to how powerful the Wonder Woman issue with youth seems. Oh Deuce my is. gosh! That yes. I mean, I mean, that even topped to me Dragonborn from uh, Skyrim. <laughs> before. And it just, I mean, I play that. I'm like, yeah, I want to go attack something. So I'm totally with you on that one. The soundtrack yes. alone is worth it. Oh my gosh, it's incredible! Please. Listen I'm to gonna it. stop there before he has a chance to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we they, they they promised us two or three minutes. They went a half hour. So. Oh, absolutely. We need to wrap this up. We are taking very much of these ladies' yeah, time. We had so much fun. Real quick, why don't we give everyone a shameless plug? So, Magnolia, why don't you tell us uh, how do we get a hold of you and and Judas to do your shows? Sure. So, uh, Judas at Magnolia.com. That's and spelled A and D, JudasAndMagnolia.com uh, is our website, and uh, that's available to producers who are looking to book entertainment for events. Uh, and it's also very accessible to our fans. We keep an updated calendar on there. Uh, we book about a year in advance, so we keep our calendar updated with that so that you can see where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. Um, on that website, you can find links to our Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook pages. And that's under Magnolia Strange or Judas and Magnolia. All right, I'm going there immediately. Uh, Mary, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, the best is, I'm on Facebook. Um, people ask me many times if I sell stuff on, on the internet, if I have a website. That doesn't give me the enjoyment that the personal interaction does. I do this because I love making people happy and seeing some little girl walk off with a hat or something like that that I made and she's just beaming. So I don't sell my stuff online and I can't because they're one of a kind. But um, you can like me on Facebook and I post on there uh, pictures now and then of some of my work and I always let people know where I'm going to be next. Okay, uh, what's your Facebook page? Second time steampunk. Perfect. All right, and uh, uh, Miss Dragoness, uh, Violin Dragoness, how do we get to hear more of your music? Um, my website address is a bit long, so I'm just going to forget that. But, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Give us the bitly version. <laughs> the what? Bitly version. Yeah. Uh, that would be long too, honestly. <laughs> but I am on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, and Instagram, yeah. all is violin dragoness. You spell dragoness as in dragon, and then E S S at the end. So that's how you reach me. All right, perfect. And then uh, Doug, um, I have nothing to plug. Oh, that, <laughs> that's a lie. I know Animal, that's a lie. Um, Doug, pick something. Do you want to plug Big River Steam Festival? Do you want to plug uh, Three Wise Geeks? Uh, his his blog and uh, live stream on Twitch. Or do we want to plug um, uh, Extra Life, where he does uh, uh, cancer charities? It's actually more than cats. It's actually, uh, I'm going to correct you, apologize. It's not just cancer. Um, God, I'm talking. I, I, I guess I'll talk about all of them. Um, <laughs> Steve <laughs> Festival has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's been absolutely wonderful growing every year. Uh, MediaRiverSteampunk.com. You can find them on Facebook as well. 
Kim and Lisa are fantastic people, and they pour, they're pour their, they pour their heart and soul in this. And I can't thank them enough for doing this. I also, I have to say, just real quick, that we travel the country performing uh, at festivals, different kinds of venues and events. Uh, our, our range this year was from Texas to Maine, and this is consistently one of my top favorite festivals. Absolutely. In my top five. And I'm, the thing that makes me so happy about being a part of this is this isn't a... That's not an isolated thing. I've heard mm-hmm. so many vendors that I've talked to say they circle this day on their calendar because they want to be here for it. We sell out most of our vendor spots the day after this place oh, closes. Yes. So it's it's fantastic. Um, every year I can see new people. Um, one of the people that have been coming every single year, and I, w- I really want to talk about this, uh, someone I want to plug as well, is Raven Steamworks. Um, she's been here every single year. She's been a big supporter of it every single year. I saw her today, and I was like, I gave her a big hug, and I was like, you know what? It's like we're family. We see each other on major holidays. <laughs> and it's really like that with a lot of these people. Uh, mm-hmm. Judas and, and uh, Charlotte, I, I have horrible names, but um, I, I see these people every, uh, once a year, and it, and it makes me really excited. Uh, but, yeah, I do run Three Ways Geeks, uh, which is a fledgling, fledgling uh, website that says basically geek and pop culture stuff. Um, I have a great writer there, Sarah McComer, who, is, who does a fantastic job writing for me, and I need to do some more writing. I do stream on Twitch, and, and the, the, the Twitch and Extra Life kind of tell together, because when I do stream on Twitch, um, all the money I raise from that is going to Extra Life. And Extra Life, finally, is a, uh, it's a gaming marathon type thing. It's kind of like a Relay for Life, but kind of. Um, but what we do in Extra Life uh, is we raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, uh, and the money all stays locally. Uh, I play specifically for the MU Women and Children's Hospital, and every dime I raise, either through the Twitch, through the Extra Life at Macon, uh, through all the events that I do, the league Twitch streaming that I do, which you are a generous sponsor of. Thank you very much, Daniel. Um, all, every single penny I raise from that goes towards them, and I know who it goes to. I've met the people that it goes to, and I've toured the hospital, and that gives me a sense of pride every day that a lot of my life is devoted to that. So um, that is uh, really thank you very much for letting me plug it because I could talk about it all night. So oh, absolutely, thank you for uh, doing this, uh, Adam. Do you have anything to add? No, I I just appreciate you all doing the interviews. Thank okay. you. Okay, uh, and ladies, Doug. Bad Bad MVP. Bad MVP. Ladies and Doug, do you guys have anything uh, to add? <laughs> Gentleman moniker, I get dumb. <laughs> well, we know the gentlemen's are right. <laughs> <laughs> Too accurate. <laughs> so, do you guys have anything for us, or anything to add to uh, all of our uh, all of our listeners at home? Get into steampunk. It's the most fun you'll ever have, Please. no matter what age. Yes. Your life's too short. Have fun. Wear the hat. Wear the jewelry. Wear the skirt. Whatever you want to do. Wear the kilt. (laughs) You know, enjoy life. Have fun. That's what we're all here for. And there you go. I think, I can't think of anything better uh, to end our note on. Uh, Life is short. Have fun. Give Batman vs. Superman another shot. Uh, (laughs) Joy and sports laws. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is Damage Control. Uh, Redesign, reshoot, and rewrite. Okay, all right, so we're back from from the editing space I gave myself to edit in the interviews. Um, 
so I mean, that was very nice. They, they promised us two to three minutes. They gave us a half hour. Absolutely. We couldn't ask for anything more from them. Um, uh, fantastic to deal with. Very fun to talk to. And they like Batman v Superman. And they like Batman vs. Superman. We actually have a little bit of support for Adam. Thank you. Don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so so we got the interviews. Um, uh, I like I said, we did last week's episode, which was on cross cross genres or hybrid genres, leading into the steampunk uh, festival. Um, I don't know much. I learned a lot from the interviews. Uh, they were telling me they were actually teaching me a lot of stuff before we hit record. So, um, but. Uh, a few steampunk films that I looked up would be um, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Absolutely. Um, uh, Wild Wild West. Which do you know why there's a steam there's a steam powered spider in that movie? I have no idea. Okay, so the producer of that movie was the producer on the defunct Kevin Smith Superman movie that he was writing. Okay. Okay, I don't know if you know anything about that script that he was writing. It was. Uh, is what it was before Superman Returns that Brian Singer did. He was right, Kevin Smith was writing it. It had Brainiac, Legion of Doom, all that stuff. The producer, I can't remember his name, but he's infamous in Hollywood for just being off, off the. Just, he's an old. I think he's a hairstylist, former hairstylist. Anyway, he wanted a giant spider in that movie, and Kevin Smith refused. Anyway, the movie didn't happen, but he was like dead set on a giant spider in that movie. So lo and behold, a few years later, Wild Wild West comes into being, and there's a giant steam-powered spider in that movie. <laughs> so make what with that you will. You, you can't you can't punish anyone for their own finish. I mean, fair enough. J.J. Uh, Abrams has to have tentacles and lens flares. Fair enough. <laughs> and Beastie Boy music. I am Beastie Boys. <laughs> um, okay, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Wild Wild West, uh, and oh, and the ladies gave a lot of good recommendations as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, you already heard them recommend Lizzie Serling, Ar- Arcanum, and uh, Lady Mechanica uh, for films. We also got a great recommendation for Treasure Planet. Oh, I've seen it. Um, I think Matt Damon's voice is in that one. I-, I believe so. It's been a while since I've seen it. Or maybe I'm thinking of Titan A. I do know I've seen Treasure Planet. Yeah, so sure. I may be confusing it, but I do know I've seen it. <laughs> a Titan A.E., also a great film. Um, uh, Treasure Planet is uh, basically Long John Silver in space, uh, in space with uh, pirate ships, with uh, rocket thrusters. It's, oh, it, it is absolutely... Rocketeer. A Rocketeer, yes. Which, which uh, mean you saw a Rocketeer here. And we did. Um, a, a great Rocketeer costume amongst all the different uh, uh, gears and top hats amongst the crowd. Um, uh, really stood out. Um also, we saw some great um, people mingling steampunk with other genres. I think two of my favorites was a, uh, a steampunk Harley Quinn and a steampunk Tinkerbell. Um, I did not see the Tinkerbell. Yeah. Actually, I didn't see either one of them. I, I heard a lot of people talking about them, but like I said, I got here late. so yeah. it, it, it was way more than just um, top hat and gears and, oh, I'm Harley Quinn. They actually went all out. Uh, the Tinkerbell had a lantern with uh, with all steampunk with gears and uh, copper um, with, a, with a candle inside. Um, the Harley Quinn had a, a gears on her, her baseball bat. Um, two probably two of my favorite costumes that I've seen. Okay, uh, you brought up you brought them up in mixing genre with steampunk. I was just going to I was since your buddy Mike's not here. I'm going to throw <laughs> throw you on the on, on the fire here. 
I'm just gonna throw some movies out there to you and see if you can just off the top of your head steampunk them up. All right, let's All right. do it. Batman v Superman. Ah, uh, well, I think you've got to get uh, a steam-powered gun that shoots kryptonite, um, and we've got to have uh, a lot of mechanized gears on that that Superman slain robot suit. Okay, what about how do you how do you steampunk up Superman? Give him some goggles. Uh, yeah. yeah, like go- a guy. Go- yeah, slick yeah. back the hair, the goggles. Absolutely, goggles. Maybe a little World War uh, World War One helmet. Yeah, maybe like instead of the maybe like instead of the, the tight suit, maybe like like a fighter jacket with the S on it. Yeah, that, yeah that'd be all right. Um, I guess I guess giant ba- rivets. I guess basically just make Batman look like Batman by Ga- or Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, Gotham by Gaslight is pretty much our, our steampunk uh, clockwork Batman ideal. Which I think they're they're animating. Yeah, I've heard that the, um, uh, I, I want to say it's uh, Kevin Conroy is coming back as the voice for Batman for Batman vs. Is Cat. it? Um, Maybe. It's, it's either him or the, the new guy for the DC Animated Universe. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, I want to say it's Kevin Conroy because he's been doing a lot of the non-canon uh, DCAU. What about, okay, make it a little more different. Maybe it's, what about Star Wars? Steampunk, steampunk Star Wars. If not oh. the movie, Steampunk, do Darth Vader, the- Luke Skywalker... Boba Fett, steampunk them up. What actually kind of interesting? There's actually a comic book under that imp- uh, impression oh. um, called Steam Wars. Okay. Uh, where they have a steampunk uh, uh, Star Wars. Um, there's also a steampunk Star Trek called Airship Enterprise and a steampunk Battlestar Galactica. Um, Can you for, find them at your store? Absolutely. Yes, at uh, Underdark Comics and Games in Quincy. Uh, we've got those comics in stock. Um, as for for uh, we said Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and uh, Luke. Luke. I don't know if that's why I said Boba Fett. Okay, we'll go with them. Because C three PO would be too easy. Just put gears on the outside. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, for for Boba Fett, I see Boba Fett with a giant like grandfather clock chess piece. He's yeah. a bounty hunter. He's got to keep time. I just see him uh, with that kind of visual. Um, uh, Vader, you got to give him a copper coat. Just, just keep the Vader armor, all copper, maybe some red eyes, um, and, and Luke's hand. I mean, that's where you steampunk Luke on Oh, at. okay. Yeah. With, with copper, moving gears, a lot of whirs, uh, maybe that kind of popping along, clicking in his, his knuckles. Okay, well, all right. That was too easy. I've given, I've given you too easy. <laughs> one. I'm going to give you a hard one. I'm not even sure how I do it. Dumb and dumber. Dumb and dumber. Um, boy. Uh, okay, so we've wow, got, maybe we've too got, easy. Maybe uh, too easy. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the dogmobile, right? Right. Uh, we, we replace the dogmobile. Uh, we put tank treads on the dogmobile. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and and giant uh, like thrusters on the back of the uh, the dogmobile. Maybe like a hover mode on it. What would their professions be within the steam? Because they wouldn't be a. Because their professions would have to be steampunk esque. So what? So what, what he was the, a he was a limo driver. Yeah. What was the other one? Was uh, he? Uh, you work at a pet store. Is that why they had the dog van? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Well, uh, I think you go to uh, like an armored carriage driver for okay. for the limo driver for okay. Jim Carrey's character and uh, um, like mechanical animals, like like a Blade Runner esque. Oh, yeah, store? yeah, like uh, yeah, like clockwork pet store. Yeah. Could, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, crap, that was too easy. Uh, <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. No, uh, um, let's see. What's another one? Okay, how about one for you? Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Smith. Steampunk it up. Oh, well, all right. Okay. So, 
for everyone uh, listen, I don't know anything about steampunk. They they kind of taught me. If I'm not if, if I'm not mistaken, it's basically an alternate dimension where the world, or maybe maybe not an alternate, maybe just the idea that the world progresses up into the industrial revolution. And then it just kind of technology just kind of stops and it progresses within. I mean, technology still proceeds, but it, it proceeds within that within that realm of steam and gears. Okay, yeah. so so I would say that Mr. and Mrs. Smith they were okay. The industrial revolution is that that's God. They're gonna take my American card away. From me. <laughs> uh, was that? That's pre World War One or during World War One? Uh, thereabouts. Uh, normally, steampunk is turn of the century to uh, about 1920, 1925 ish. Uh, so prohibition era. So World, uh, so World, World War One. Okay, so okay. Uh, one but not two. So Brad Pitt's character, Mister Smith, he is an agent of the Americans. Mrs. Smith is. The Axis, or no, Axis of World War II. I, they're really going to revoke my citizenship. <laughs> uh, 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 she is for, uh, who did we fight in World War I? Crap. The Germans. Yep, Germans. Okay. Yep. All right, so steam-powered weapons. No, no, the, like we were talking about the other day, the guns with the van clip on the side. Oh, absolutely, you yeah. Know, um, some, of, some of the gadgets that were in that movie, uh, more... Just take the gadgets they had in the movie, but but steam powered them up. The gears on the outside. Um, so they're 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 agents for for the opposite sides. They fall in love, right? Then they realize that they're agents for the opposite side, and, and they fight. I'm bad at steampunk, okay. man. No, I'm, I'm behind it. I'm behind it. So help me uh, out, man. Help me uh, out. My, my only question is, is Angelina Jolie sexier with a German accent or an Italian accent? She was only sexy during, like, the Hackers era. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, man, like, that, that, was, that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to come here, because, like I said, I keep pointing it out. Like, I don't know nothing about steampunk, so I learned a lot today from the ladies. Um this whole this whole thing has been absolutely eye-opening um uh, even me who who uh, has had some more experience with steampunk i'm learning a lot too um this is all just a, almost a magical experience for me um if you have not come to this before you need to come next year right oh um and you'll hear it you'll hear it in the interviews but each lady had a website or a facebook page or a song and absolutely. um and we will, we will make, we'll, 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 they'll, you'll hear it, them give out their websites and everything, but we'll also make sure we give a description. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll put the web, the, the websites in the, uh, the comment description or um, uh, as the first comment. Uh, somewhere in there, you should be able to find a clickable link, hopefully, if everything goes according to plan. Yeah, and by the way, listeners, I won the bet. Um, Ish. I, you know what? <laughs> we live in America, it works. <laughs> Uh, I got it up on the internet. Uh, it current during the compression stage, my the episodes got tore up. They, but I got them all saved, so I'm just going to take them all down, put them back up. Technically, won the bet. That's the best type of way to win. Technically. <laughs> um, so right now they're on SoundCloud, uh, but we're going to go on YouTube. We're just going to branch out as much as possible. Um, 
I get, it's kind of a short episode today because we're we're missing Mike and we, we wanted to give the ladies as much time. They gave us way more time than than they promised us. So we really appreciated that. Absolutely, we begged for three to four minutes and we got a half hour out of each of them. It's the we could not be happier and more gracious, uh, uh, more pleased with the interviews that we've had a chance with uh, um, everyone. Um, so we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, it is a little bit of shorter episodes, just Adam and I running the cart today. Um, and really, the stars were, were our ladies and our friend Doug. Um, Who, oh, plug more records, we're not at the comic book store today. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we are being, we are not recording at Underdark Comics and Games. Uh, we are actually recording at the Java Jive in uh, uh, Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, they've been nice enough to let us uh, borrow a pen as well as a table. Um, so if you're hearing a little bit of ambient noise, we got some musical background. Um, that's what we got going on for us today is we're at the Java Jive. And any, the ladies gave us a recommendation. Recommendation? Do you have any recommendations for steampunk? Uh, for steampunk? Um, uh, yeah, probably my, my, my favorite thing, uh, steampunk-wise, that's been mentioned is Arcanum. Um, it's a classic old video game, and it really grabbed that, that old feel. What platforms are uh, PC. Uh, old, uh, top-down, uh, Fallout 1, Fallout 2 style, kind of tactical turn-based RPG. Um, very steampunk. I mean, it starts with your airship crashing, um, and you're in a Victorian Victorian suit. With the uh, Skyfall in the world... Was, was, not, uh, Sky, not Skyfall. Sky Captain? In the world, is that steampunk? That's close enough to steampunk. It's not exactly what we're looking for, but uh, it's definitely in that steampunk peripheral, uh, a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. That's one of the first times they brought an actor back from the dead. When the villain, he had, he had died. Who was it? Erdnick's Borgnine or someone they brought back? Yeah, that sounds right. I would have to get the. That's, find before, the name. that's before Peter Cushion came back for Rogue One. Um, I would recommend League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I know it's a horrible adaptation of the cartoon. Or the, <laughs> the cartoon. Of the comic book. Horrible adaptation. But it's just a fun movie. That I, absolutely I, is. It's got a lot of bad... A lot of people were basing it on the adaptation, but it's actually... Rather, a lot of people had a problem with driving through Venice. Whatever. It's, it's a cool... It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Uh, going for another fun movie that is steampunk adjacent, uh, Hellboy 2 and the Golden Army. Oh, man, love um, Hellboy 2 and the Golden Army. Love that movie. Very steampunk adjacent with the... Uh, the ghost and the mecha suit, as well as the uh, uh, voice by Seth MacFarlane. Is it Seth MacFarlane? Really? Voice by Seth I was not aware of that. Um, as well as the uh, um, uh, the Golden Army at the very end, very mechanized, clockworky. Yes. Um, another great steampunk adjacent. Um, sadly, we don't have a whole lot to work with in the steampunk genre. If you know of more films that we should be watching, uh, definitely let us know in the comments. Uh, also, I met Doug Jones played Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movie. No kidding. Anyone who knows me knows I don't like getting touched and he's very like hippie like he was hugging me. I was like I was like kind of like oh Doug Jones is hugging me and then I was like why are you hugging <laughs> um, Anyway uh, oh real quick before we get out of here um, the we have someone sitting here which I'm giving her crap. Uh, anyway we almost had an impromptu interview, but she's giving me the oh hell no look. Anyway, uh, Guillermo del Toro's new movie isn't it kind of steampunk? The Shape of Water. It's kind of it's people are people are thinking it's an Abe Sapien pre an unofficial Abe Sapien prequel. Is that it or no? Uh, I, I'm not really steam. 
I, I haven't had a chance to look at that. Um, I was unaware of that. All I heard was Hellboy 3 was dead and gone and made me very sad. I'll have to check that Everyone out. Everyone YouTube the Shape of Water. Shape uh, of Water. It, people are saying it's everything from an unofficial Creature of the Black Lagoon prequel to an unofficial Abe Sapien. It, the creature looks exactly like Abe Sapien. Um, so anyway, we'll wrap it up. It's a short episode, but it was worth it because of the interviews. Uh, there's you can If you have any suggestions, comments, also... If you go to email us at damagecontrolpodcasting at gmail.com, just send an email. Tell my, you can email me and tell me how much you hate my voice. <laughs> yes, we want to know what you think, so give us what you think. Uh, and if you have any ideas or things that you want to hear us uh, talk about, uh, definitely let us know. All right. All right. Mm-hmm.